Oh. <laughs> you know what that, uh, you know what that grunt from Zach the Little Rush means? It means, uh, time for a little truth in a thousand words or less. Thank you, uh, thank you everybody for joining us. My name, as always, is, uh, Stephen Craig. I'm the host and author of Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. Let's get some shit started, y'all. So glad you could be here with us, uh, sharing this delightful Thursday or whatever day you decide to listen. Um, this week we're gonna, we're going to be talking about uh, our current president, and it might not go exactly how uh, you thought it was going to go. Um, but you know that's that's kind of the that's kind of the cool thing about it, isn't it? Um, we are gonna we are gonna be talking about uh, Joe Biden. Um, and this week, uh, the column is entitled "Why Joe Biden Should Not Run in 2024," and that might be uh, that might be a surprise to some of you uh, to hear me say that, considering I supported Joe Biden for presidency in 2024. Uh, but let's face it, um, he. Uh, <laughs> let's look at what the alternative was. It was Donald Trump, and. Um, and just as Donald Trump, as uh, scary a notion of a second term of John, Donald Trump was in 2020, um, the prospect of a second Donald Trump term starting in 2024 is even scarier, um, especially given uh, in light of the really um, disturbing um, revelations that we've had in regards to the January 6th insurrection and uh, just how um, prolific the planning was for the usurpation of the American government. And if you don't think uh, that Trump and his cronies are going to try that again in 2024, you are absolutely kidding yourself. Um, if anything, they're going back to their evil lab and trying to figure out what they did wrong the first time and make sure they don't make the same mistakes again in 2024. And so the Democrats need need to have a strong candidate going into 2024. It doesn't just win the election, but kicks the everlasting crap out of Donald Trump or whoever it is that's running. Um, this nation, given what we've seen over the last several um, weeks and months, um, coming out of the Supreme Court and, and the state legislatures, we need to have a Democratic president. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I didn't think Joe Biden was the best candidate in 2020. I I still think Pete Buttigieg is, um, is fantastic. I have a lot of friends of mine who uh, still believe that a, um, that a gay man can't win the presidency. I... I really hope that's not the case. I'd like to think that we are, if anything, we are similar to when Obama was um, elected in 2008, that we are on the um, precipice of a society that is ready to uh, ready to push forward with greater equality um, and embracing of the LGBTQ community. Um, but maybe, maybe they're right. Maybe that's not. Um, I also like Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth or Warren at this point is getting older. Um, and so when I, I brought up the case for this week's article with a friend of mine, 
uh, while we were having lunch, um, we were talking about who those people are, uh, who the potential Democratic nominees could be. And, and um, I believe there are a ton of them out there. Um, I even heard Howard Stern was re- ready to throw his name in for the ring. That's not one I'm ready to. Uh, that's, that's not one I'm ready to endorse. Um, but I do think that in a. I, I, listen, I know that um, there are three over 350 million people in this country, over 100 million registered Democrats. There are folks out there who. Um, who could be that next Obama, a well-spoken leader of human beings. And um, I would love for that to be a woman. I would love for it to be a person of uh, color. But I, to be honest, I don't care. I don't care if it is another white man. I don't care. What I care about is that we find somebody um, who is not going to come with all the baggage uh, that Joe Biden has. And so with that, I bring you why Joe Biden should not run in 2024. I recognize that the title of this week's Truth in a Thousand Words or Less may signal otherwise. But trust me, I am no Joe Biden hater. In fact, I think he's done a fairly decent job at leading this nation through some deeply troubling times. But the truth remains that for the good of the Democratic Party and the nation as a whole, He should step away after a single term in 2024 and let someone else be the Democratic nominee for president. After all, sometimes you have to take one for the team. And in this case, we all need Uncle Joe to be a team player. Now, I am not suggesting that I would not vote for Joe should he be the nominee and find himself running against Trump, DeSantis, or any other culture war invoking hate monster the Republicans will throw out there in 2024. But that's precisely the point here. This nation cannot afford to risk losing another election to Trump or any other would-be Republican autocrat who sends democracy spiraling further out of the grasp of the American people. I would quite willingly vote for a cocaine-fueled gorilla before even considering any of the other nutters the Republican Party has devolved into. Mm -hmm. These people have made it a central tenet of their party's platform to lie to the American people about an election they clearly lost so that they can install a dictator hell-bent on depriving citizens of their constitutional rights and pushing the country backwards into the dark ages, erasing decades of hard-fought societal progress. Yeah, we can't let that shit happen. And unfortunately, Joe simply isn't the best option the Democrats have for keeping Trump out of the White House in 2024. To be honest, I'm not even sure he was the best option in 2020, but hey, he got the job done. We all owe him a massive massive debt of gratitude for that. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Currently 79 years old, Biden will be on the cusp of being 82. He's like his birthday is just a couple weeks after the election. When the next presidential election is held, meaning that he would turn 86 before finishing out the entirety of a second term in office. 86! I don't want to be an ageist or anything, but holy aviator glasses, Batman. Even Twinkies don't have a shelf life that long. And it's not just about the chronological number. 
Joe just seems old. I know the presidency is purported to age someone while they are in office. Except for the orange buffoon who didn't do a damn thing or even bother reading his morning briefings and thus actually seemed to have gotten younger while in office. But Biden seems to have lived all of those 79 years in the past 24 months. Sure, he goes for jogs and bike rides, but did you see the fall he took while simply standing up on his bike? It's one thing when the grandkids feel the need to take your cars away, car, car keys away. But when they come for your bike, too, you know your ass is on the fast track to the nursing home and that you won't be the one driving there. By the time Trump runs against Biden in 2024, and trust me, Trump has every intention of running unless he's locked inside the prison cell he so rightfully deserves, his nickname won't be Sleepy Joe, it will be Rest in Peace Joe. After 53 years in public service, Biden may be better suited for the retirement home than the White House. But what really concerns me about Biden serving against the Democratic nominee in 2024 is his beleaguered political reputation and his prospects of winning the presidency again against someone like Trump. With an approval rating that currently lingers in the low 40s, Biden is in Trump-like territory, the type of numbers that historically suggest an incumbent president has little chance of serving a second term. Much of this nation is already clearly divided into two political camps, with little crossover likely in this divided age. As such, any successful presidential bid needs to accomplish two things. First, win over independent voters, whatever few of them actually remain, and second, rally the base to get out and vote. But even independent voters and some Democrats seem to be questioning Biden's policy decisions recently. The biggest political liability for Biden, of course, is the economy, specifically gas prices and inflation. Now, it has hardly been Biden's agenda that has adversely impacted the stock market or sent gas prices soaring. But like quarterbacks in football, presidents often get too much of the credit when things are going well and too much of the blame when they are not. Gas prices were well over $4 in June of 2008 when George W. Bush was still president, but did you see Republicans trying to nail him to that petroleum-soaked tree? Or giving Obama credit for right writing the economic disaster he inherited? Of course not. Yes, Biden played a part in soaring inflation by infusing the economy with billions of dollars of COVID relief checks that were sent out indiscriminately rather than being targeted to demographics that were most severely impacted by the pandemic. But in fairness, the rest of the economic downturn is really more attributable to the absurd deregulation Republicans enacted prior to his presidency and the natural ebbs and flows of the market. But that's not how American politics work. The guy in charge when the economy shits the bed has to clean up the mess. And Biden, fairly or not, is currently seen as a cause of a failed economy. All of which puts Trump in the position to posit himself as some sort of holy savior here to save the day by riding back into office and saving us from the economic disaster he really created, but which he and everyone else will blame on Biden. 
And if Trump does get back into power in 2024, do you really think he's ever letting go again? You saw what happened when he lost in 2020, right? Democrats cannot afford to allow Biden's political liabilities to hinder them from their opportunity to hold on to the presidency and keep Trump out of office. Any other Democratic nominee not named Kamala Harris will not come to the 2024 election saddled with the baggage of the current economic downturn and thus stand a much better chance at defeating Trump or any other Republican candidate in the general election. And in the end, our nation and our democracy need to do whatever it takes to make sure another Trump presidency never, ever happens. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We uh, we do so much appreciate it. And by, by we, I, I really mean me, you know? Well, you know, me and my, me and my buddy John Mayer. John Mayer listens to Truth in a Thousand Words or Less. I mean, he, maybe he downloads. I don't know if he listens, but I don't, I don't talk to him personally. In any case... I appreciate you for downloading. Thank you so much. You can check us out. Uh, our website, www.waitingfortoday.com. Uh, truth in a Thousand Words is also... Uh, truth in a Thousand Words or Less uh, is also available on Facebook and Instagram uh, and on uh, Twitter. You can check me out on uh, Stephen A. Craig author page. Um, and, uh, you know... Know the rest. You, you know where to find us at this point. I mean, you found us here. We're available at anywhere you get podcasts. I'll be back again next week with another one of these things, and uh, hopefully you'll join us. Until then, peace out, y'all.